A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hello and welcome back to Fast Action Friday. I am Lewis, as always, and I am delighted to be joined by the full gang again. Rob, how is it going, mate? Yeah, good. We're getting on a bit of a roll, having all the, all the team here now, aren't we? We're getting into the, the the business end of the season, and you know we're all here to talk about it. That's it. We're showing up now down the stretch. Pitsy, what's going on, mate? All good, mate. Yeah, it's good to have the trio rocking and rolling, loving it. So yeah. Good to be back, as always. Absolutely. And being Fast Action Friday, let's just jump straight into it with Thursday Night Throwback. So there was a bit of snow in the air at Lambeau last night, and it's getting to that time of year where Rogers normally loves it, freezing cold home games and really using it to their advantage. But it was the Tennessee Titans that came in and came out on top. 27-17, taking their record to 7-3 and three on the season, and the Packers are down at 4-7, and seven, with the bye week still to come, obviously. So talking about Aaron Rodgers... He was 24 of 39 last night for 227 yards and two touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill, better, 22 of 27. So he only didn't complete five passes, which is pretty impressive. And he got 333 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 
But my highlight was um, Derek Henry getting in on the action. Two for two, four yards and a passing touchdown. Rogers was a smidge over 19 points and Ryan Tannehill a smidge over 20 points. Nice. Uh, yeah, stealing my uh, my Henry then, but I suppose it actually, yeah, he that was a quarterback move, so we had to put in the quarterback coverage. <laughs> um, so starting with the Packers running backs, Jones had a steady day with 12 carries, 40 yards, and six receptions for 20 yards. Dylan's usage was quite low, and he had six for 13 and one catch for 10 yards, so quiet for him. Receivers for Green Bay, it was great to see Cobb back. And Rodgers also thought so. He had a nice six receptions for 73 yards. Lazard had five for 57. But once again, the youngster Watson backed up his display last year, from last week and got four for 48 and two really nice touchdowns. Um, I don't know if you've seen them, but it's it's worth them. They were quite nice to watch. Uh, moving to the Titans, Henry had 28 rushes, so still getting that massive workload. He ran for 87 yards and a touchdown. Um, as Lewis pointed out, he had a lovely... Uh, throw at <laughs> for a touchdown uh he also had a nice catch up the middle too which uh made him kind of finish on two catches for 45 yards as well so uh, he had a nice day with did henry uh burks he was back for the titan he balled out seven for 111 uh yards which was pretty nice the rest was pretty spread out through the titans team uh woods had a steady day for six for 69 nice uh hooper had a nice day four for 36 and two touchdowns uh, on Conquo. He had one for 31. Uh, Westbrook, two for 30, uh, 28. And Hilliard, he didn't really do too much in the rushing game, but he had a nice reception for 14 yards and a touchdown to get some points. Yeah, it's been nice to see the, um, the Titans actually throw their ball around it since um, Tannehill's come back in. Um, Hooper, I think he could be a really big player in this in this team going forward, especially if Henry starts to get a little bit tired. They're going to have to pass it around, and Hooper seems like a really good pickup for that team to, to get the ball moving. Um, Defensive-wise, not a whole lot to report on this. The Packers, although they conceded more points, they end up with more point-worthy plays in normal leagues. So the interception later in the game, that helped. Three sacks uh, for the cheese heads also um, racked up those points too. They also stopped Derek Henry on a fourth and short uh, early on in the game to keep that game close. So although that didn't add to the points, it prevented them conceding more points. Um, and then aside from keeping the points down, the Titans only got one sack and a blocked kick to add to the, to the stats. So I think the Titans only ended up with like two points in, in normal leagues, which wasn't great compared to the Packers' five. Um, just shows that. You can see more points, but as long as you make those big plays, you can get points for your fantasy teams. Yeah, Titans just look different now that they've got Tannehill Hill back in the team again. So, um, obviously, Sherwood got the win. Nice game. Right, guys, let's move on into the injury report. So, a quick recap of any Thursday night injuries, and I believe it was a clean bit of health on the offensive side of the ball, it seems. Um, defensively, not so much. So, Danico Altry and Christian Fulton for the Titans both left um, a knee and a hamstring injury there, and Key Walker for the Packers left the game at some point with a shoulder injury. All right, so moving on to the um, quarterbacks. Obviously, Josh Allen's still limited in practice with his elbow. He should be good to go a bit like last week. He's just been nursing it all week, I suppose. Uh, Kyler Murray and Colt McCoy both banged up. Uh, McCoy actually seemed to feature quite nicely in that uh, offence. I think they're, I don't know, I don't, they're, uh, 
the coach might actually prefer McCoy in that that offense, but we'll see. Anyway, they play on Monday night, so this one's going to be tricky to manage unless you both have them on your team to try and make a final decision. Kyler was limited with his hamstring, and McCoy had his knee injury, so we'll see if that's a game time decision. But look out for the news over the uh, after Saturday's practice. Uh, Stafford. He had back-to-back practices this week, which is a good sign that he might be back after his concussion protocol. Still not out of it yet, so we'll just have to wait and see. Walford was actually limited this week as well with a stiff neck. So, again, look out for that. But the fact that they've lost Cup, um, I'd be wary starting any Rams players until we see any other life from this team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Running backs, um, Khalil Herbert has gone into IR, which is... Quite tough for anyone who drafted him and expected him to take more of a role in this Chicago offense throughout the season. Uh, Montgomery and him, they've been in a bit of a committee behind Justin Fields, who we all know is the number one runner. Um, but that is a big four weeks to lose Herbert, especially as we're starting to move towards the playoff scenes. Uh, it looks like he was, yeah, eating into that backfield role. Uh, Lenny Fournette was doubtful. He went out after uh, a bit of time against the Seahawks in Germany, uh, but he's on the bye the week, so he's got a bit of time to recover. Um Ezekiel Elliott, he could come back from his knee injury after having struggles with it for the last few weeks. But for now, it looks like it'll be Tony Pollard as the running back one. And you never know, it could potentially be that way after Zeke returns as well. Yeah, absolutely. Pollard's been smashing it as the full with a full lead role there, definitely. But could be some good news for Justin Herbert this week. So Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, they've both been limited in practice all week which is better than previously with Mike Williams. Um, DeAndre Carter as well, actually, for the Chargers. He's been limited as well. It says a bit more for Mike Williams than it does for Keenan because Keenan Allen has been logging limited participations and still been ruled out with that hamstring issue. Um, But it it will be massive for Herbert if both are a go, definitely. Um, Another duo, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith for the Eagles. Um, Both, obviously, their top wide receivers. Limited participations all week for both of them. Um, AJ Brown's knee, Smith's ankle. On the Thursday report, though, for the Eagles, it did say AJB was, he was marked down as, sorry, um, knee slash rest. So maybe they're just being cautious with him more than anything. And the offensive coordinator said AJB, when he was on about, he's the ultimate competitor. And even a 90% AJ is pretty darn good. And that's hard to disagree with, isn't it, really? Um, Justin Jefferson now he's been a limited participant all week with a toe injury and you know it's a pretty stressful time being a Vikings fan but Chris Thomason who's a Vikings reporter asked JJ about the toe issue and he said it's great definitely got a little banged up during the game but perfectly fine so that says to me he's going to be good good to go on the weekend against Dallas yeah fair although all, all competitive players will always say oh yeah no it's fine even if the the legs hanging off. It's like, yeah, it'd be great. I'll be good to go. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think it's that time of the season now where everybody gets a little bit banged up and they just fancy a bit of a rest, don't they, during the week? But yeah. it's a bit cold outside. It's, it's snowing now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to practice this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and tight ends. It's been an absolute brutal week for them. Goddard has got on a four-game IR boomerang. So. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, Ertz has actually been put out for the season. So that's two big tight ends. Uh, Andrews, he's still dealing with his knee and shoulder. Right now he's questionable, but the Ravens have got good hope that he's ready to go. So again, just keep an eye on that. 
And Everett, just like Andrews, is questionable. He's been limited in practice week, this week with a groin injury. But again, like Andrews, looks like he should be ready. But just Again, just keep an eye on those news over the weekend. Uh, one nice bit of news, Logan Thomas is back and he's now down as healthy. So, you know, finish, finish the tight ends with someone who's actually playing. <laughs> Lovely stuff. And uh, with that, we will move on to weak points. So, yeah, a quick reminder of the teams that are on by this week. Obviously, the Bucks and the Seahawks that they played in Germany last week, they're on the by. And then you've got the Jackson Jill, Va- Jackson Jill? Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> sorry, and the Miami Dolphins, they're also on the by. Little note, six of the top 15 wide receivers in PPR are on by this week, plus obviously Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase being out and a few others banged up that we just mentioned. So, brutal week. Yeah. Okay, so weakest against the quarterbacks. Uh, Lions top the list at 23.7 points average against them. Uh, this week, they're up against the Giants. Giants are playing steady at the moment, and with Danny Dimes, it could have a nice game against the Lions dealing with those leaky points. So, one to watch. Uh, Raiders are in the list on at two. 22.6 points on average. They are against the Broncos. Wilson has been up and down all season, and this is a big division game, so he'll need to step up. Um, even with this poor Raiders D, uh, division games are always messy, aren't they? So we shall keep an eye on that one. And Dolphins, they are a third, 22.1, but they are on a bye week, so we don't need to worry about them. Um, there we go. Yeah, so uh, onto the running backs week against running backs. The Texans are at the top with 30.2 fancy points scored against them per game. They're against the Commanders, and I think we can all agree the Commanders' uh, backfield has taken us all a little bit by surprise. First, we had Brian Robinson coming in and then going out, and then Gibson seemingly faded away, and now he's back strong as well. So between the two of them, there's a really good one-two punch um, with Gibson getting more of the passing, Robinson you know, drilling the ball through on the ground, and that just leaves McKissick out in the cold now, even though he's returning from injury. He's, I think he was ruled out just recently um, in, within the last hour. Robinson and Gibson could be the ones to take on here. Uh, Browns uh, are second with 27.6. And as we know, they have moved the game away from the Bills Stadium. They're now playing uh, um, in uh, Detroit. At four, is it Ford Field? What's it called? Yeah, yeah. Ford Field. Field, uh, so neutral, neutral ground. Singletary uh, produced against the Vikings last week with a with a touchdown. Um, so perhaps there could be another game for him in Detroit, and we may see Naheem Hines get a bit of a, a bigger role here too. Uh, and then the Chargers, they're in third with twenty seven point four points. They're up against the Chiefs, and their backfield's a bit of a mess at the moment. So it's really hard to tell who who could be trusted here. Um, Pacheco seems to be getting more work on the ground, whereas Jared McKinnon um, is the one who's getting the ball through the air. One thing we may settle on, and this may well come back to bite me now, is that uh, Clyde Rutter-Heller, he seems to be out of the pitch, more or less. Yeah, like with the Chiefs, unlike Washington, they haven't um, established their full roles yet, have they? And until they do, it's hard to trust any of them. But moving on to wide receivers anyway, the weakest against wide receivers is the Falcons, 36.2 points, and they face the Bears. So it's a big week for Darnell Mooney. Um, for me especially um, it's a, almost like a put up or shut up week for him he's commanding almost a 30% target share since week 5 when they've now unleashed Justin Fields since around then which we're all loving of course um, and then you've got Cole Komet he's obviously a tight end but outside of those two 
you're chasing a touchdown for upside, really. Second is the Steelers, slightly behind, 35.9 points. They're facing the Bengals, so another divisional matchup. T. Higgins is a wide receiver one this week, all day long. And Tyler Boyd, I wouldn't be surprised to see him feature in the top 12 this week with Jamar Chase still out. Third was the Titans, obviously played Thursday night football, which we covered earlier. They were letting up 33.2 and they faced the Packers. Nice. Uh, with that Steelers one, obviously all that stat would have been without TJ and now TJ's back. I'm not saying it's all on TJ <laughs> as a Steelers fan, but when he starts wrecking that pass, then we'll see how the, Steelers, the uh, wide receivers get on. And to be fair, Bengals have got their line slightly better than they were at the very beginning of the season when we first met them. So, we'll, yeah, anyway. Uh, we cast against tight end. Seahawks, 16.5 points. They're on a bye this week. So next up on the list is the Cardinals. They had 16 points go against them on average. This week, they're against the Niners. Kittle has struggled the last two games, but that was when he's faced slightly better uh, Ds. Um, and they will go against... Uh, when they go up against the tight end. Um, when facing teams with an easier matchup, though, he has sh- shown good yardage, uh, which could be nice for him and a nice get right game for him against the Cardinals this week. Uh, the Lions are third, 13.8 points, so slightly a bit further away. This week, they're against the Giants. The Giants don't tend to use their tight ends, but Bellinger is coming back from injury from a fractured eye socket, so he's probably still going to be out. Hudson and Myrick. Uh, the standings, but as I said, not really worth looking at, even with a good matchup. Well, fingers crossed uh, Hudson does something because I have him in one of my one of my lineups and didn't put Hooper in the team, unfortunately. Oh. So I missed out on the points there. It was not nice. Uh, yeah, re- rest of the season stats. There's um, something that Lewis brought up the other week in, in one of our chats, um, and I've just got it in front of me here. Um, in the rest of the games, rest of the season, it looks like the Chargers. I've actually got some really good matchups coming up for the rest of the season. They seem to have the best matchups against the quarterback, the tight end, and the wide receiver. And then Miami seem to have some of the best matchups for their running backs as well. So that's something to take into account when you are setting your lineups for the rest of the season. Absolutely. And let's just jump straight into the flex of the week then, shall we? Oh, so it's me up first. Uh, my flex of the week is someone who has done a, a recent trade. I, I covered Chase Claypool last week as a trade, and I think uh, that one has um, definitely come. It. Yeah, <laughs> hit me a little bit. I'm, I'm assuming, like, uh, probably the fantasy receipts would be all over that if, they, if they've seen it in a, in a tweet. But um, yeah, this week I'm going to go for another uh, recently traded player, one who didn't really stand out as um, as a playmaker at his old team. Uh, and this is Kadarius Tony. Um, they, the wide receivers around him seem to just all fall on out for the same reason. We've had Michael Harbin just go on to IR recently. We've got uh, Juju Smith-Schuster suffering from the concussion. Marcus Valdez-Scantling, I believe, has an illness as well. So he's struggled as well. And so the rest of the, the players on that team are the ones who are just on the practice squad at the moment. So I believe Kadarius Tony may be one of the only viable receiving options uh, in this team, uh, again, it's another divisional matchup, I believe, with the Chiefs playing the Chargers. So, and that's a, M- a Monday night game too. So, there's a bit of time for those um, uh, Sunday night football, isn't it? Sunday night football. So, yeah. there, there could be some time for them to come back there. But 
from my experience, and I believe you guys can back me up here, this game is normally a shootout. It doesn't matter what the form is of either of these teams. They're normally pitching it all over the place. Um, Mahomes seems to really like using Tony. He got some uh, some big plays. He seemed to be well-trusted, and that's only after a couple of weeks of you know playing uh, first-team snaps. So uh, my my uh, money here is going on Tony. Not putting it where my mouth is this time because uh, <laughs> what happened last week. But Tony's my flex of the week. Even if some of those wide receivers were already in that team and not injured or out, uh, I still would have loved this pick. Like Tony, I mean, I saw on the show sheet that he'd had Tony in pretty uh, much all week. Um, yeah, no, this is a great pick. I think he's going to do some magic in that team now that he's on this team. Love that one. Mahomes, Mahomes needs that perimeter wide receiver as well. And Tony played, I think it was something like 90% of the snaps or routes he ran was on the was on the perimeter. Do you know what I mean? And Mahomes needs that, especially if it's going to be a shootout. God, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's I like just it. Dancing, dancing along that touchline a few times we saw in that game, you know, so he, he's definitely, he can he can thread the thread the line, get those extra yards and yeah, like you say, get it to, out wide because that's where the ball needs to go. Nice. All right, mine's going to be short and sweet, so I'm going straight in with Darius Slayton uh, with one nil, one nil with Robinson. He is struggling with a hamstring, and the Giants have the Lions, whose D tends to uh, let them score on, which we've kind of already focused on a little bit. Last few games, uh, Slayton's been getting some targets, which uh, why his targets have been going nicely as well. So that could carry on beautifully against this Lions D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. I, mean, I really, I really like Slayton. I think um, when um, Nathan was on a couple of weeks ago, Darius Slayton was the one that he picked as well, and he, he ended up producing for him too. So he's, he seems to be well, well trusted by by Danny Dimes as well. I, yeah. I like it too. And we know the Lions have been releasing some big, big scores up until recently. So perhaps this is another game where we see a lot of these points uh, appear in, in Slayton's stat box as well. Yeah, hope so. Now. I said these words, and I think I wrote them in an article as well, Rob. You'll remember when he first came back from getting shot. But ladies and gentlemen, it is Brian time. <laughs> Washington are on the road at Houston. They ranked dead last against running backs, 30.2 points per game. He was the bell cow last week against Philly, and he didn't do too bad. 26 carries, 86 yards on the ground, and a touchdown over 15 points. If you're getting over 15 points in the flex, happy days. Gibson, for me, he's also flexible in PPR leagues with J.D. McKissick. I think he's out now, is he? Um, so that's a, that's pretty much a two-for-one for you, actually. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. There you go. Fancy. Love it. Nice. Well, there you go. That is week 11. How, that makes it how many games? We've got four games of the fancy regular season in our well, That's all we've got left, isn't it? Yeah. Which Could is be nice crucial. Four games be crucial weeks for some people. Mm. Yeah, we are getting into the uh, just yeah. It's a, it's a tough schedule, but it is now. Shut up or put up. Let's go four games. Right, let's get ourselves to our play- mm. playoffs. And hopefully, some of the advice we give does help some people win the weeks and and get in there. But that's that's all we can hope for with doing what we're doing. So yeah, next week it is Thanksgiving week. It's a lot of fun. Well, all it's I know is this: everyone's playing. <laughs> everyone's playing. We'll have three three games to uh, to cover on Fast Action Friday. That's for sure. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how exciting! It might be um, slight 
slightly less fast action Friday. Might push to <laughs> half an hour next week. Yeah, pleasurely <laughs> Friday. But until then, keep rushing. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.